Okay, coach. I love our pre-show combos a lot. Let me adjust this sound a little bit as we go. I had to mess with it yesterday for our intensive. I can get okay. To my... okay, coach, we're going to try this again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a rascal today. I mean, people need to, like, the the scene that they can't see is we're literally at a, what, a fairly not substantial desk, but it's big enough. It's better than the tiny desk I got before. <laughs> we got a laptop, two microphones. We're sitting in chairs in one of my back offices. Mm-hmm. Coach looking off flying his chopping wood jacket. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so it's a very relaxed. Like we're literally having a conversation. That's right. And um, we actually have changed the name of this podcast. So if you're confused, you've been looking for healing community uh, healing business. It is now, Coach. I don't know if it, you know it's official. He might be finding out for the first time because I think I forgot to tell you. It's the art of change, like we discussed. <laughs> yeah, and we discussed it. I didn't know if we changed it. I yet. don't know if the artwork is different yet, um, but I went ahead and created um, some new artwork for it because, oh, there it is. It's bright and colorful, but it's a cup of coffee or tea coach like we do like we literally sit down and have our water here we visit yeah and so we've got new artwork up that's colorful and bright because he likes his orange (laughs) and um and so anyway i got that change i just thought it kind of fit with what we do here yeah so i want to let everybody know but for new listeners um again a new name change the art of change and then coach i'll let you introduce yourself and then i'll introduce myself so my name is greg mcneil they call me coach um owner of coach's corner and uh soar so one of the things i like to do is to help people to uh really truly enjoy their life as fully as they can me too and um, and laugh out loud, yes. right? So I have a little bit of a rascal to my nature. So he's a little feisty today. <laughs> so if you're new, hang in there with us because I'm guaranteed to make you laugh out loud, and maybe a hair might turn whiter too. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, I'm just gonna tag along with that because my name is Sherry Wilson, mm-hmm. owner of Genius Communication, and that's that is exactly the life you want to live. Like we, I call mm-hmm. it. The hell yeah life, mm-hmm. where it, if it's not a hell yeah, it's a hell no. That's right. And you have you have control over what your life looks like, and so that's what we do together mm-hmm. a lot. Is we help people through this podcast or our coaching intensives to create that life, uh, which people think it might just be like some you know class or something they go to, and then they get in there and find out hmm. It's <laughs> a little bit more than I thought. <laughs> exactly. But coach. My planners are live on my website, my Hell Yeah Life Planners, the only planner based on personality. And I'm super Ooh. excited about it. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. They are That's based good. on personality. That's so there's good. Achiever, which is me. Yeah. There's a Motivator, mm-hmm. which is an I personality, mm-hmm. a Helper, which mm-hmm. is an S personality, mm-hmm. and then Contemplator, which is a C. Mm-hmm. And so you can take a quiz and get yours at SherryAnnWilson.com. I am a magician. <laughs> yeah, I really am curious which one you would be. But anyway, I'm excited. I've already uh, sold some. I'm yeah. kind of in that stage where I'm doing a soft launch because mm-hmm. I, you know, suppliers and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, right, I'm like right. learning that and right. getting my notebooks and things right. like that. But I'm using a local printer because right. as much as possible, I'm going to go local. Good. Yeah, Zip Good. Printing, shout out to them. They do a great job. Oh, wonderful. But I think that's all the updates. Are you ready? Yes, ma'am. Okay, I'm super excited. Okay, so what happens is usually when Coach gets here, we kind of chit-chat a little bit, and almost every time I'm like, 
oh, we need to talk about that. <laughs> and so literally, I don't even know what we're going to talk about until you get here. Sometimes I have a little bit of ideas, huh? Yeah. But, okay, so obviously, you know, you got the, all the letters behind your name. You're about to, you know, do your schooling and get even mm-hmm. more um, stuff there. And, and so I'm just like a maybe more of a like a life professional coach type thing where I'm not – I don't have the degrees. I mentor a lot of people. And so when we sit down and you say certain things, it's like, you know, bombs going off in my head. I'm like, oh, my gosh. We make a great sandwich. That was so good. <laughs> okay. So I don't want you to obviously, you know, any confidentiality going on. But you were talking about a person who, because of his past everything, when he enters into relationship with others, especially romantic interests, mm-hmm. You said this statement that you, if you get with someone who has no idea about your past, say um, they come from a different background, and then you create that person to look like your past, that's on you. That's right. And I was like, oh my gosh, because I'm like real visual, right? So I was like, I literally saw in my mind a man Taking, you know, um, or it can be a female, but right. taking a romantic interest and literally beginning to mold them into their past so that it happens to them over and over again. And so that really struck me because how you interact with people can actually create the very thing you're trying to avoid. I never thought about that. Coach, can you kind of expound? Yeah, so it does. So just so first of all, I think it's really important for us to to realize the first action mm-hmm. is a thought form. Yes. Okay. Oh. A lot of people don't realize that. So in this sense, dear listener, we are all farmers in mm-hmm. the sense that, that was good we too. are all planting seeds, right? The seeds are the thoughts that we send out. Yeah. The behaviors mm, that we engage in. Okay, and now harvest, depending on how well we know ourselves, we either recognize what we planted or what we created in the experience, or it comes back to us in the form of fate. But fate is simply a term associated with the individual don't, that doesn't realize that they are participating in the life that they're living. So right? I want people to understand what you're saying because we are by nature creators. Right. And um, so thought's the first action. That's right. Thought is the first one. We're always farming, meaning we're throwing seeds out there or thoughts. That's right. And so if we don't recognize our participation in the process that we're creating, which is your, it's like you're literally recreating the past, like that show Groundhog Day. Right. Um, People that are confused, they think it's fate. This always happens to me. Why does this always happen? And that could be a form of deflection. Now, some people are genuinely confused. Uh, but like, like, for example, I have a friend that it's every situation. It doesn't matter if it's friends, if it's um, pastors, if it's husband, children, it doesn't matter. There's always rejection there. Mm. And so she was telling me about um, a situation where they're, they're very generous. They love, they're very uh, prosperous. They mm-hmm. love to... Well, she doesn't really love, I mean, she likes to entertain, but not when she's busy, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's a lot of work for her. But anyway, so they entertain people regularly and all this stuff. Well, the other day, some couples came over to the house all together. Mm -hmm. They're friends Mm -hmm. that they've all had 
to eat dinner several times at their mm-hmm. home, and they just all got done eating dinner together. And then they come to their house, and they're talking about how much fun they had. And she's looking at them like, why weren't we invited? Right. So it's, oh, wow. it's a set of friends, and four of those, I believe, friends, all hung out together and then came to my friend's house afterward talking about what a great time they had at dinner. And she's sitting there like, y'all are stupid. Like, she just... <laughs> So she's sitting there, and this I've known her since Kent mm-hmm. was 10. So this is 20 years I oh, have wow. seen this, okay, this pattern. Oh, wow. And I had a revelation coach. Okay. So she's like, why does that keep happening to me? I'm like, what are y'all doing? Like, why didn't y'all invite us, blah, blah. And uh, she said, I just don't understand. I said, you know what? I said, it's your perception. She said, what do you mean? I said, well... If Okay, I said, let's back up, because I've always told her that's terrible, blah, blah. I said, let's back up. If that happened to me, I said, what I would have done would be like, okay, I will adjust my level of relationship with you. Not out of like meanness or spitefulness, but all of a sudden I have a very clear picture mm-hmm. of the level of relationship you're wanting with me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So now it's like, oh, okay, I got a clear picture. So guess what? I'm not going to be inviting you all the time to my house. Right. You know, I'm not going to be putting all the effort and work in there. Now I'm going to adjust myself to the level of relationship. So I told her, I said, what if instead of you thinking you're being rejected all the time, you're just getting a clear message of the level of relationship they want to give you and you can be okay with that? That's a good point. And she's like, I didn't think about it that way. I said, me neither until just now. I mean, I do that all the time for myself. But it's like 20 years, right? Mm -hmm. So I realized thoughts are actions. That's right. And so she was approaching future relationships based on how the past went. And all of a sudden, I'm like, you know what? You need to think differently. Mm -hmm. And you'll have a different perspective and a different future here. Absolutely. And let me give you another one. So an example. Okay. A person wakes up in the morning. Man, woman, you pick. They have a sour disposition when they wake up in the morning. There's something in their life that they're not quite happy with. Yeah. So <clears throat> they're frustrated. They're angry. But they're angry about something else. They leave the door, and when they greet other people, other people see the body language. Yeah. The closed off. Whatever's happening with the person. Facial expressions. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so now all of a sudden, the person doesn't realize that they left home that morning already in a negative state of mind. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So they're taking that with them. Yeah. They're taking now that negative state of mind into their environment. Yes. Those are the seeds they're taking with them. Yes. So now other people are looking at them and... They see something in the person's body language and their facial expressions. So suddenly now, they're getting a response that feels like, well, I don't know if that customer service is good or I don't like the way that person is talking to me. But somebody is meeting them with the very energy that they're bringing. Very true. But they don't recognize it. Yeah. Yeah. So they get mad at the person, but yeah. they don't realize that they initiated that from the very moment that they left their own home. It's kind of like when you go to give someone like a fist bump or a handshake and they just leave you hanging. Yeah. That's what's happening. Mm-hmm. You're greeting people with anger. You're greeting people with negativity and uh, uh, you know emotions that literally travel. So here's some right. science too, even behind what you're saying there, coach. 
when I did the heart math training, mm -hmm. it was fascinating because this is a technology that they have clinical trials. Like mm -hmm. they draw blood and they test mm -hmm. certain things in the blood. They've got, you mm -hmm. know, uh, like 20 plus years mm -hmm. of research, right? Mm -hmm. They have discovered that emotion travels 10 feet. Mm -hmm. Brain waves travel three. So what that means is if you have that negative attitude, you're not only putting it off in your body language and your facial expressions, the tone of your voice, it's literally emanating from you. Mm -hmm. And all emotion has a frequency. I mean, they can mm -hmm. measure it just like mm -hmm. smell does, mm -hmm. uh, brain waves, mm -hmm. all of that stuff has a frequency. So certain areas of the body will respond mm -hmm. to certain emotions. Mm -hmm. And this isn't hokey pokey voodoo stuff I'm no. not talking about. This is legitimate scientific study. So when you've got someone where if you've ever been in a situation where they have that negative attitude they started mm -hmm. off with and they're angry and blah, blah, and they walk into a room, mm -hmm. All of a sudden, you can shift if you're not aware of what's going on. That's right. I used to do that. Like if someone put off attitude toward me, oh, it was on. And mm -hmm. I still can, you know, <laughs> be really careful. Um, but I realized, wait a minute, I, they don't need to have power over my emotional state. Now, that doesn't mean I don't work through things if I'm right. frustrated, but I don't have to, some fussy bottoms walks into the room, all of a sudden I put on those same pants. That's right, you know. And so in this case right here, one of the things I was telling to the, the gentleman is you have to be aware of yourself and what you're doing. Yeah. And the first action anywhere on the planet is always a thought form. Thought precipitates action. Yes. It always comes before. And so you have to know that whatever's happening in your home life, be very clear in your home life. What are you communicating? What's actually happening? <clears throat> so when you go out, you understand clearly that the woman or the man that you meet, they know nothing about your family history. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. And they are not even going to respond to you in a similar way to your history unless you teach them to do so. And the oh, only so way... Um, they'll know that it's going to be the things that you do, which are going to be based in your prior habit patterns. And that is ultimately how we turn a new person into somebody that we knew a long time ago. That's so powerful, Coach, because what you're talking about is you're literally over and over recreating your past. Mm -hmm. You're bringing it into your future. Mm-hmm. Aren't you? Mm -hmm. yes, so you're you are. you're um, creating relationships that are similar to past exactly. negative ones. You're exactly. creating financial situations, work situations. Now, obviously, there are people in our lives that maybe are not good people. They're maybe dangerous people. We mm -hmm. shouldn't be around emotionally, mm -hmm. even physically. Mm -hmm. We get that. But what we're saying is, if you if your past keeps happening to you, like mm -hmm. Groundhog Day, mm -hmm. every single day, you've got this past situation. Now, and this is like this whole podcast is where BS confronts truth, right? Yes. Because you said this, you're literally creating a pattern. Whatever happens to you is not an accident. It's not. So you're literally recreating unhappiness. Yes. So um, one of the clients I'm working with, I'm like, look, <clears throat> you dated these five guys. Mm -hmm. And for the record, ladies, 
I am an advocate for you making sure that you pick the right one mm -hmm. person that is. So if you have to go through a whole bushel, you just go through a whole bushel until you find your right one. I'm, I'm not really being facetious, but I'm just saying because what really stops you is a paradigm on how you should behave as a woman. But that's another thing. <clears throat> In this case here, I'm like, look, does any of these five individuals know each other? No, they don't. None of them know each other. So you are the common denominator in every one of those relationships. She's looking at me like this, like, uh, go ahead and close your mouth, ma'am. I'm like, you close it. And she's looking at me. I'm said, yes. So I said, I said, so let's stop being ashamed of yourself and let's just identify what it is that you want. Mm. And so then here comes the one piece of information that I just absolutely just tend to tear apart. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. So I tend to just bottle it up inside. <laughs> yes, bottle it up inside and all of a sudden it's out like a volcano. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. So what you're telling me is you don't speak your truth. Yeah. So the minute you fail to speak your truth, you now engage in a lie. Mm -hmm. Because what's getting ready to come from you next is mm -hmm. not true for you. Mm -hmm. You're accepting something that you know is not true. Mm -hmm. And then after a while, you can't stomach it. Yep. So guess what? This is number six. Yep. Right? Yep. So I said, look, it is far better that you speak what your truth is in that moment and you change your life, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. But if you don't, you cannot be surprised about what's getting ready to happen to you next because you've already done it five times. Yes. You've got a history of knowing that every time you do this, it doesn't work out for you. Right. So you either change it or you acknowledge that this is your Newtonian physics trap. This is your groundhog day that you're just going to keep living out. I right? wish people could see my face because <laughs> like, I literally have chills. The reason why is like when you said you're the common denominator. I mean, it, it never ceases to amaze me. I, I will even ask myself, like sometimes when I'm standing there and I'm looking at a situation, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm the common denominator. So what 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 yes. am I doing mm -hmm. that we're not victim blaming? No, at, by any means. It, this to me is probably one of the most important podcasts we've done because you get what you want a hundred percent of the time. Amen. Right. So yes. here we've got a situation with this lady that she doesn't want to hurt people's feelings. Okay, I've I've seen this repeatedly too. It is unfair. For a person that doesn't want to hurt other people's feelings, and so they just shut up and take it, whatever that is. Maybe they don't want to do certain activities, or maybe they don't want certain conversations to happen a certain way, or whatever it looks like, right? So they don't want to say anything, and their silence is actually agreement. You have yes, to know it that. Is. It is. Okay. 20 years down the road, 10 years down the road, all of a sudden they get to a certain age even, like mm -hmm. 40s and 50s. Yep. All of a sudden people are like, I don't want to put up with this crap anymore. Exactly. We know we only have, you know, uh, our life is probably about halfway over That's at the right. most, right? That's right. And so we're like, I don't have to put up with this anymore. Exactly. <laughs> so typically we'll seek out help mm -hmm. or we'll begin to make changes. That's okay. right. So that's what happens. But let me tell you, for those that you, because really what's happening here, coach, it's ego. Mm -hmm. People that don't want to hurt people's feelings, I'm just going to tell you right off the bat, that's crap. 
<laughs> right? Yes. You don't want the backlash from you sharing what you really want. So let's just be real. Right. Exactly. There we go. Yoda and Gandalf there is in the you, house. There you, you go. Know? There you so go. You, that's what's happening. And then 20 years down the line, all of a sudden you decide that you don't want anymore and you begin to confront the behavior that you helped create. Exactly. And then the person that's on the other side is like, We've always done it this way. And so now it's not excusing the person on the other side that's been abusive or a jerk or whatever it is, manipulative, mm -hmm. whatever it is. I'm not excusing that. But right. what I am saying is that you had a role to play. And you said something, I thought I wrote it down, that you have to own that. You, you do. You, you can't just dismiss it and think it's fate and all that stuff. Yeah, you do have to own that. So <clears throat> when I talk to people about being honest with themselves, um, it's, it's a place where your life depends so much on the truth that you tell yourself. It is your riches. It's your gold. It's your it's your return on the investment. It's everything that you want in your life. If you don't have your truth, you have something else. Yeah. And you have to be able to own this. So to the man that's in a relationship with a woman and he says, I don't think my wife loves me. Well, how do you know that? Right. What did you teach her um, in such a way that she no, no longer has love or respect for you? Mm -hmm. The same thing with this woman, right? It's like, what have you done? You have to own that part, right? Yes. You, you cannot be a victim. Um, you just can't. As yeah. an adult, you're not going to be a victim. You're going to fail to acknowledge your thinking and your behavior, mm -hmm. but that doesn't make you a victim, mm -mm. right? So when, and I've dealt with people in abusive relationships, and Me I'm pretty too. hard with it, right? So when they come in, the first thing I want to know is, do you love yourself more than you love this circumstance? Yep. I, I've asked the same thing. Yep. Yes. And it's like, I want to know that first, right? Because otherwise, I'm making a decision whether or not if I'm going to work with that person. It's yes. Because like, you might need someone because else. Because the fact that they are in that relationship and don't get out is actually often a picture of their value of themselves. Exactly. Because anybody that values themselves, there's no way they're going to stay in a relationship where no, they're being treated like no, that. No, they're not. They're mm -hmm. not. And even if you're scared, all you have to do is make one phone call. Mm -hmm. But again, so for me, it's always the truth of the person that I'm interested in. I'm not interested in anything else that they have going on. It's like, I don't care what you've done before or what your lifestyle is. Mm -hmm. When you come to me, I just want to know whether or not, what's your truth and can you act consistently with it? Yeah. And if you could do that, then let's make sure that you can deal with whatever comes to you as a result of that decision that you made. Yeah. Because that's what grown-up life is like, right? Yes. When we make a decision, we stand behind it and we deal with whatever comes to us. But I want to say it doesn't have to be negative. So I don't even want to apply that what comes to us is negative. Yeah. The truth actually frees us. And this is why we hear it so often. You know, it is the truth that will set you free, right? It's not just a biblical saying. It's a fact on the universe. Knowing the truth will set you free. That's yes. exactly. Because sometimes you got truth staring you right in the face and you're blind to it. Well, this is true. Right. So it's this knowing that knowledge, that like that revelation of yeah. that's you, truth. That's yeah. right. And of course, the person has to be uh, 
let me back up. They <laughs> they have to be looking for it, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's a key component. But what that's we're good. Sa- but what we're saying is, if you know what that is for you, there is no reason for you to expect misfortune in your life. Mm-hmm. You with somebody and you're not really sure about it. You're a little bit nervous. That's okay if you're mm-hmm. a little bit nervous because you're about to change something. Be nervous. Yeah. But do what is required of you anyway because that is the definition of courage. Yes. Right? So if you're at, you know looking at, <clears throat> at your life six months from now, three months from now even, year from now, five years from now, and it's the same, that's that's on you. That's right. And and again, we're not dismissing the idea of people in the world that are evil, mm-hmm. people in the world that are abusive, that are predators. We're not dismissing that. But what we're saying is if you are in a groundhog day, you are literally recreating your future or your past in your circumstances, in your relationships. Because even if your past is a bad one, I have found people will get comfortable even in that. It's the adaptability of the human, right? Mm -hmm. That they can even adapt to bad stuff, and that's more safe to them than actually a future that's good. Yeah, so now it comes to mind that expression, um, uh, what is it, that you're more comfortable with the devil you know than Mm -hmm. the one you don't? Mm -hmm. Well, there's some things to me that I find, you know, they're just ultra painful, Um, I'm tireless to help a client to deal with whatever it is that they have going on. But once it becomes clear in my mind Mm -hmm. that they don't want to change, Mm -hmm. I remove myself from that person Mm -hmm. as quickly as I can. I do too. Because it's infectious. Yes. Right? Yes. We teach people at every level of our lives how to treat us. Mm -hmm. Okay? Nobody is treating us disrespectfully by accident. Right. You're not having issues in your workplace by accident. People are just, they don't like you. It's like, no, cut that out. Yeah. You're telling people, you're sending something to them in your thinking process that they can treat you that way. Yeah. And in that sense, then your life is never an accident. Yeah. Right. And so what we're saying is if you take ownership of your life, if you can claim, if you can say to yourself, this is what I want from life then this is what life is going to give you. Mm-hmm. But if you bargain with life for a penny, then life is only give you a penny and nothing more, right. which is another way of saying, if you think that you can put up with unhappiness because you think that's your lot in life, mm-hmm. wow, I'm sorry to hear that. Then life is going to keep giving you tons and tons of things to reinforce that thought in your mind. Unhappiness, trauma, tragedy, you name it. Things are just not working well for you. And everybody is looking at you and they're saying, man, we feel sorry for her. But I'm going to say right here, I do not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't either. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, the things that we teach, I mean, people have to understand mm-hmm. uh, we we do these things. All of us have passed. All of us have difficult situations we've been through. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, to me, your past... Uh, should never dictate your future. But I was thinking of, and I had written it down. I wanted to finish with this coach. Go ahead. Drama addicts. Yes. Okay. So we know from just witnessing this with people, science, that the brain will become addicted even to bad things. Oh, yes. You know, it's like drug abuse, alcohol. It's a pattern. All of that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And source and thought. That's right. And uh, so then it's like, 
Okay, it craves something that you know is not good for you, and then it gets the dopamine drop when you relieve it of its craving. Mm. When I was at like 20-something, I don't know if I was necessarily addicted to drama because I didn't like a lot of drama, but I was addicted to... uh, uh, what's the word? A scattered, disorganized mind. Okay. Uh, so I I began to, and it's funny, you know, I just began to discipline my mind. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and what was happening is when I would go to bed, I couldn't sleep. So my mind felt like a runaway train mm-hmm. and it would go off into all these directions and mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. So I began several processes like, you know, I'd, I'd read scripture on the mind and then I would meditate on those. And then I would, if my mind would try to go off in a direction I didn't want it to, I'd reel it back in. Yep. Sometimes I'd even have to talk out loud. Yeah. You know, like, yes. no, yes. we're not going that direction. That's right. You know? And uh, so I just began these practices. And it was so neat where finally at night, like if my mind tried to do that, I could just think and it would shut down and I would be able to go to sleep. Okay. Exactly. Now, sometimes if I'm really bugged, I, I have to really work at it today. But, you know, it, it just, it was such a victory. Mm-hmm. But you know what surprised me, Coach? <laughs> this shocked me. I was bored. Coach. Yeah. I was bored. Yeah. I'm like, I am bored. And so I was sitting there because now I've got control of my thoughts. I don't have to let them go off wherever. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I was addicted to that. Uh-huh. I was addicted to thinking about other people and what mm-hmm. was happening. What were they, you know, mm-hmm. were they going to make it? Were they going to mm-hmm. make the right decision? Blah, 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 blah. I was addicted to my to-dos and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And so when I started quieting my mind, I was bored to tears. Mm-hmm. So then I had a decision, okay, because boredom is an emotion. So I realized I was addicted in the past to that thinking process. Mm-hmm. When I stopped that thinking process, I was bored to tears. So then I had a choice what I was gonna fill it up with. That's right. And that's when I was very proactive in the books I read, right. what I watch, you know, all of those things, the conversations mm-hmm. I had. If someone would try to come to me and they would try to, you know, mention like someone and what they were going through mm-hmm. and all that drama, I'd be like, I'm sorry, unless I'm that person, you don't need to be talking to me about this. That's exactly right. I had to do that. I had to cut that off. Now mm-hmm. I can have conversation, but still I'll cut it off if mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of, you know what I mean? Like yeah. a splinter that gets yeah. under your skin. Yeah. Coach, do you have anything, you know, to add on that as far as drama addiction, so, chaos addiction? Right. So one of the things I want to say is, when we use the word addiction, mm-hmm. right, we it can sound like something that has power over. Right, and it never does. Yeah. yeah. That's a lie. Addiction is first a pattern. Yes. And it, too, begins in the mind. Yes. Right? So if I think a thought right now, mm-hmm. five minutes from now, mm-hmm. an hour after that, and then I just keep at that same rhythm thinking about that thought off and on all day. Yeah then I'm getting ready to experience something. If I keep doing it for the rest of the week, throughout the weekend, by the time Monday gets here, depending on what I'm thinking about, I'm expecting something to happen to me. And if I'm in a negative state of mind, then it's coming to me a lot quicker. Yes. Right? Yes. So addiction is a rhythm. And it has to be fed. Exactly. You have to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Nobody got addicted to any drug one time. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. They didn't over they didn't get addicted to food one time. Mm-hmm. Or anything. You had to keep going back again and again and again. Now and again. coach, they tell you though, you know, this is people I can hear people already, oh no, no, no. You can do like meth or you can do heroin and one time and you're addicted. Well again I'm gonna say this. 
before you ever put anything to your lips or your nose, mm -hmm. it was in your mind. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So this is what I'm talking about. So it's like, no, don't tell me what's happening on your lips. Just like the affair, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It begins in your mind yes. first. Yes. It's, you're not in that place somewhere out of town where you think nobody know you, right? No. Your car didn't drive you there e on its own. Exactly. You've been thinking about that for weeks or months even. Yes. Okay, so when we start talking about the addiction, when we start talking about any kind of action, in this case here, we can say it's unfavorable, but favorable things come to us through the exact same process. That's important. I want you guys to make sure you heard that. That's exactly right. Where obviously we focus on recreating a negative past, um, but the reality is you can create a positive future the same way you're recreating a negative past and it's thoughts. You're it a is, farmer. That's exactly right. So you want to be happier, commit to doing things that help you. Mm -hmm. Don't look for mm. somebody else to understand what you're doing. The worst thing you need right now is understanding. That's right. You, you need someone that'll come along and say, nope, nope, I don't care about the story. I don't care about anything that's in the past. Mm -hmm. Are you committed to doing what I'm asking you to do? Because if so, I will go with you all the way to the end, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't. you don't need my understanding. That's right. You need me to say, this is what you need to do. That's and exactly. And what do you want? That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. And we'll end there. Well, you know, Coach, I have a funny. Go ahead. Uh-oh. Watch out, okay. everyone. So obviously, you know, I have, I have my business hat, and I have these different hats. Well, I also have my preaching hat, right? Okay. So I'm sitting down with this gentleman. We're discussing his marriage, and he's like, you know, in Christian circles, I hear this all the time. Uh, my marriage is being attacked by the devil. And I was like, oh, that hand went up. <laughs> Stop it right there. I said, the devil ain't attacking your marriage. You've created the marriage you have. That's right. I said, and, and I see, I think about things like this, right? So one day I'm reading Genesis, and, I, and I've taught from Genesis chapter 3, I don't know how many times. And uh, I'm like, wait a minute. Why is Adam and Eve standing next to the tree they're not supposed to be eating? Mm-hmm. What, they got all these trees? Mm -hmm. They've got the tree of life? But the one tree they're next to is the one that's off limits? Whoa, hang on. You know, because you always teach from the perspective that the devil made them do it, right? That's right. And so all of a sudden I realized, oh no, that's not what happened. They were already there. They were already next to the tree. They had already decided they were going to eat from it. So people need to quit blaming devils other people, whatever it is, circumstances, economy, all that stuff. None of that is what is happening. You're exactly what you said. You are where you are at because you chose to be where you're at. That's right. And so there's no devil made me do it. Is You have been slowly making that decision over a period of time. Just read James chapter 1, guys. It's all in there. So that's what I'm talking about and what you're talking about. You're where you're at because you decided to be where you're at. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. And if you don't like it, look at the seeds you're throwing on the mm -hmm. ground. Yeah. In the form of your thoughts, right? Yep. yep. Exactly. Coach, I think we need to end this one on a fist bump. Boom. <laughs> <laughs>